0: Are you ready to break free of the life that feels wrong, inauthentic, and doesn't suit you? Have you always imagined moving forward, but just didn't know how to make it happen? Stay right where you are because Elizabeth Moore, the soul and body healer, is here to show you how to raise your bar.
1: Hi, welcome to today's show on Raising Your Bar. Today we're talking about big picture thinking versus little picture thinking, but I need to introduce myself first. So I'm Elizabeth Moore. I am the owner of Purple Door. Online, you can find us at www.purpledoor Cambridge.ca. I am a life coach. I am a practitioner and teacher of the Ohana generational healing method. I am a practitioner of magnified healing, Reiki. I am also a uh, master mindful teacher. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much, I, I also do palmistry, which is a lot of fun. So, if you want to reach me, my email is elizabeth.purpledoor at gmail.com. And that's for any questions or to book an appointment. So, today's show is on big picture thinking versus little picture thinking. And how are you living your life? Are you looking at the big picture and enjoying it for the most part? Or are you looking at the little picture and simply coping with it? You know, you have your blinders on and you're focused on getting through this problem. And as we travel through life's experiences, we'll have moments that force us to use our coping skills with life just to get through our days, even when you're focused on the big picture and everything is going great. But when you get stuck in the little picture of coping, it can lead to feelings of sadness, being unhappy with our life, and not seeing a way out of this moment. Learning to create a big picture view of our life reminds us that life is meant to be enjoyed. It is. Life is meant to be lived and experienced. We can choose to have coping skills that help us with raising our bar, skills that lift us up even while we're dealing with the chaos of life. How do I know this? Because I I changed my life from being one of coping and worrying and unhappiness into the big picture vision of where I want to be and how I want to be, what my life should look like, what I want my life to look like. And that is so huge because when things are going well, we don't stop and wonder, what am I going to do if something bad happens? Because we are told not to do that, right? And to some extent, I do agree with that. However, if you're going through life and you don't have a plan for what happens when you need um, a little bit of extra support or you need some love, and understanding, or you need a day off, then you're going to be floundering when that moment happens. And it does happen. We cannot go through life and not have those moments in life where we are coping versus living. So the best time, honestly, to set up your perfect self-care living coping program is when you're not going through life's little problems. However, I have found that you can do this at any point in time. And in my darkest of days, during that tower moment, witch hunt kind of thing, I always woke up with a little bit of hope in my heart. And I never knew where it came from. I didn't know what to do with it, but I always... Welcomed it in. And every day I would sit with myself for a little while because I wanted to feel that hope. I wanted to be in that energy of hope. And it helped lead me out of the coping with life skills. And it helped me create a vision of my life that I actually wanted to have, that I actually wanted to see happen for me and for my family because we were all going through it at the same time. So when you have your blinders on and you're focusing on getting through this moment and you can't see outside, you can't see down the road, you can't see your way out of this. And I always say, for me, it is more of a circling the wagons is how I used to um, behave when things happen circle the wagons, keep everything out and deal with it yourself. And for me and for a lot of people, all that causes us to do is go around in circles and deal with it again and again and again and get so far down deep in that spiral that we literally just cannot see our way out. We don't feel like it's safe to ask for help and we're stuck. And it's so common that I think we overlook it, how common this actually is. And when I look at it as big picture versus little picture, um, the simplest way to explain it is, are you living your life or are you coping with life? And how does that look for you? Right? It looks differently for everybody. So for some of us, Coping has become a way of life, such a daily energy that literally we couldn't see that we're coping, even if it was pointed out to us, which is really sad and hard. So when you're in that space and you're in that, what does it feel like? It feels like you're stuck in a rut. It feels like nothing changes. It kind of feels like, what's the point? I might solve this problem, but then I'm going to be stuck with another problem. Something else is going to happen. And I call that, when is the other shoe going to fall? And I'm sure you're familiar with that phrase. It is um, very popular. When is the next shoe going to fall? And that's when you know that it's time, past time, really, but time to actually start planning. To see your big picture, to see the vision of your life, to start living life, to try something new, right? When you're living life and enjoying life and happy with life, we are kind of confident that nothing's going to go wrong and it's going to be okay forever, right? Which is a very nice feeling. (laughs) However, when you're feeling that way, you forget what it feels like. To be stuck in that rut and to be so focused on something that you can't actually see there's a world outside of this problem and there's a way outside of this problem um, so <laughs> um when i was going through that um i was looking for help everywhere i got to that point where I knew I couldn't do this by myself. I knew circling my wagons wasn't actually getting me anywhere except further in. And I, um, went to see a therapist that a friend recommended and I spilled my guts for 40 minutes. And then I kind of said, okay, what can I do? And her suggestion was to hire a reality camera crew and let them follow me around because my life was just uh, that big of a nightmare. <laughs> you can literally couldn't believe that I was going through what I was going through. And I have to say, I still have those moments where it's just unbelievable, but getting myself out of that thinking of, wow, this is, this is what it is. And this is my life into, this is what I want my life to be was probably 372 steps. And some of those steps were steps backwards and then step forward. It was never a straight linear path. It was always ups and downs. And then a couple roundabouts because I needed to uncircle my wagons and stop falling into that pattern of circling my wagons where all I could see was the problem. And that is actually a learned skill. It's not, you know, a snap your finger kind of thing. It's something that you need to learn. So you need to be able to recognize the patterns in your life, the patterns of your thinking and the patterns of where you are. To be fair, I had never been in that situation before. (laughs) Um, Most people haven't, so finding the answer required a lot of going within and a lot of work with myself. Um, At the point, and I'm sure a lot of us, uh, based on my clients and uh, friends, we always look for that answer outside of ourselves. I want, and I wanted. The steps, one, two, three, four, here's what you do. Here's where you start. Here's where you go. Here's what you do. Do you know where I found that? Inside, (laughs) after I had done a lot of work. And I think the answer is the same for all of us in that any work you do on changing yourself has to come from inside. It's all internal work and that can sometimes be scary and confusing. And if you focus on that, you can get stuck in that rut too. So then you feel like, okay, I've got this problem and now I've got this problem. And instead of actually breaking through and trying some new things, We get caught up in, oh my goodness, what's going on? I can't get out of this. Again, I'm in this rut. So in today's show, I would like to talk about, excuse me, good coping skills versus bad coping skills. And I've done them all. Well, most of them all anyways. Um, how we add small changes to actually create big change in our life when you're in the rut, when you're in the small picture thinking, what can you do to create the big picture vision for your life? So we're going to discuss that. Um, We're also going to talk about a few tools that you can use and how to make these changes so that they're successful. Because we all make changes every day. We all make decisions to make changes every day but we don't follow through with them. And I find that having a plan even though it sounds very very boring when I'm telling you to make up a plan for failure it happens, we do. And failure is really where we learn everything about ourselves. Giving ourselves that permission to fail oh, takes all the pressure off, doesn't it? And that's where you learn what it is that will work for you. In my case, um, (laughs) I used to think it took 21 days to make a habit. I no longer think that. (laughs) Not for me, but also how can you actually ask for help and allow yourself to receive it? Because the two things are very different steps. Asking for help is one thing, but listening to their advice and allowing yourself to receive their help, if it's not how you think it should look, very different, very different, very scary, very courageous, very brave, right? So um, when we get back from this break, we are going to jump right into good and bad coping skills and how you can actually make changes. So often we live our lives based on
0: the expectations of others. My dad always used the mantra, be better than your parents. Let's break the patterns that are keeping you unhappy, playing small and repeating the stories of your family. Sometimes we're afraid to make the changes and choices that our hearts yearn for. We just aren't sure what choices will create the life we want. It's time to begin raising your bar and living your best life. Elizabeth Moore, soul and body healer, invites you to challenge yourself to start raising your bar and changing your life. Elizabeth is live Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, 12 Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspired This is Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at Inspired Choices Network.com. You can also send an email to elisabeth.purpledore at gmail.com. Now back
1: to the program. Welcome back to Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. I'm very excited. Today's show is all about looking at the big picture versus the small picture and where you are. Um, Sometimes (laughs) we need help in finding good coping skills. And actually, sometimes we need help just knowing that we're in that little picture coping area of life. And as I was saying before break, um, asking for help and receiving help are two very different things. And I know this very well. (laughs) And I think a lot of us do too, right? So how do we allow people to help us? How do you allow people to help you? Hands up, do you let people help you? I do. I do now. Um, I can tell you that um back then or any time actually I've been stuck in the little pictures place. I've always had this thought where if they want to help me, this is how they help me. And this is blinders again. Right? This isn't allowing them to come in and go, oh, I can help you like this, or I can do this for you. And we really need to actually allow people to help us without trying to control it. But when you're in that little picture of coping, control is a big thing, right? You want to control everything because you feel like you have no control over anything. And I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Wow. Well. Um I am on my way to healing from being a control freak, I hope. <laughs> Every day is a new day, right? Um but that's one of the skills that you can actually learn when you're looking to change, to make changes. It's a skill. Asking for help and then receiving help in their own way is a skill. And Let's be clear here. I'm not saying let them help you in a way that is detrimental to you. Never, never do that. I'm saying when somebody offers help and it doesn't look like the way you thought it was going to, don't say no, just quickly actually sit with it for a little bit and see how that feels because when people want to help you, it feels great it feels great to know that there are people out there that actually care that much about you and want to be there and want to support you and are offering their help. So when you're in that space, don't get the blinders on and let them help you, right? Two very different things. Not letting them help you is one of those coping skills where it's not healthy and you get caught up in that. Well, I'm going to do it myself, martyr vision. And if it, If it's going to get done, it's going to get done by me, right? I hear a lot of people say that, and it just it it's such a hard burden to carry when that's where you're at in this journey. If I'm gonna, if it's going to get done, it's going to get done by me. That's a lot to carry, right? So let people carry some for you. Give them some of your load because you don't have to do it all. And when you're moving from coping to living you really, really want to be open to what you can experience when you're not carrying everything else on your shoulders. Um, I have a friend who, um, when I was, when I was at my, at my hardest and at my worst, and when I thought I had to carry everybody's burdens as well as my own, she said to me, ask yourself, is this mine to carry? And if the answer was no, give it back with love. If the answer was yes, accept it with love. And I have to say that made such a huge difference for me in how I saw things because now it wasn't just my burden to carry. It was mine to deal with. And if it wasn't mine, then I could give it back and not deal with it, not carry it, not worry about it, not Destroy my brain trying to figure out how to fix it. Didn't have to. It's not mine. I can focus on mine. So that is one of the coping skills. Um, overdoing it again, thinking everything is yours to fix and everything is yours to carry and everything is yours to solve. It's not. Ask yourself in a quiet moment Is this mine to carry? Is this mine to solve? Right. Um, oversleeping. A lot of times um, we are exhausted, just honestly, as a society, I truly believe we're exhausted. Uh, But if you are oversleeping to avoid life, then that's an unhealthy coping skill. How do you know you're doing this? Uh, You're sleeping a lot, (laughs) more than normal, excuse me. And you are not waking up well-rested. There's a difference. You can have five hours of absolutely amazing sleep and wake up ready to face the day, ready to chart the new course, but you could have 10 hours of sleep, wake up exhausted and with a headache, with, I don't want to face this day. I don't want to do this day. I am done with this day. (laughs) And that's the unhealthy part, right? So. Avoiding is another one. I don't want to deal with it, so it doesn't exist. I can just pretend and, you know, it's not a thing. And that just creates more problems. Honestly and truly, in the long run, that just creates more problems. So when you're in that space and everything is just so bleak and dark, and I don't say that lightly because I understand. I truly understand how that feels. And these are some of the things that I actually used to help me go from coping to living again. And I didn't do them all at once. I did them one at a time. Now, me being me, I did make myself that one, two, three, four list because it helps me. Making lists is one of my things that just makes me feel better. And I like seeing everything written down. And for me, I mean, you can put it on your phone. You can do it on your computer. I like writing it down on paper and being able to see that constantly makes me feel better. So um, one of the first things that I did was asking for help and um, figuring out then I had to allow myself to accept help. And not in, you know, like I said, I wanted to actually have that list of here's the four ways to improve your life. And here's step one, when you accomplish step one, move on to step two, but it doesn't work that way. Right. Not all the time. So one of the first things that I did was actually to um, allow myself to relax through a hobby, a craft. Um, I took up knitting again. I hadn't Done any knitting for years and years. And I started just falling in love with these beautiful balls of yarn at the local yarn store and knitting shawls. And honestly, I call them my hug shawls now. When I knit them up, they're hugs. And it was all the hugs that I needed at that time that I never received. So when you're feeling down, find a way to get yourself a hug, right? You can use a blanket, you can use a shawl, you can use um, even like a big hoodie would do it, but hug yourself and give yourself that hug because you are reconnecting with yourself. You are grounding yourself and you're reassuring yourself all at the same time. That's probably step one, I think, (laughs) grounding and reassuring yourself. So uh, some of the other things that I did was to actually take up meditation. Um, I had done it a few times over the years, but nothing serious. And this time I actually went for uh, recorded meditations because guided meditations, I needed that voice. I needed to hear the voice and I needed to listen to the voice. Um, I worked my way into silent meditations. So I kind of do both now. But when you're starting out, you start out what's comfortable for you. And quite honestly, there's some really lively meditations that you can listen to that just lift your spirits. And that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for that lifting of spirits to get you out of the coping skills. So um, for me, um, coloring sheets, actually, I did that a lot with my kids. We did coloring sheets coloring sheets, uh, baking and cooking, trying new recipes, um, stepping outside of our normal routines and mixing things up a little bit, going out a lot more. Um, and sometimes you're going to have to force that, but go with a happy heart, right? I know that sounds, but go with a happy heart so that you can actually get all that you can out of that experience Because that's going to lift you up so much more than if you force yourself to go and you are cranky and grumpy and making everybody around you cranky and grumpy too, right? Go with a happy heart and try it. Um, Going to shows. So let's see. For me, we didn't have a lot of shows back then um, like we do now. I think one of the first shows I went to was, um, an angel show in Brantford. It was fantastic and phenomenal. And I loved it. And I just went to wander and soak it up. And you're allowed to do that. Wander and soak it up. Uh, one of the easiest, quickest ways, if the sun is shining (laughs) is to go outside and spread your body wide and close your eyes and just let that sun recharge you. It lifts your spirits. I'm not kidding. It's one of my favorite things to do. If it's a windy day, go outside, same deal. Spread your arms, spread your body, and just let that wind take everything you're worrying about and everything that you're thinking about off of your shoulders and away. Just let the wind blow it away. That one also is amazing as a meditation, going outside and just letting the weather dictate what you're going to do right? If the sun is there, you're going to recharge. If the wind is there and it's a little bleary, whatever, you're just going to let things go. And it's so fantastic. Honestly, to this day, I still do them. I love them very much. Um, exercise huge one is exercise. And I'm not like a, I mean, I have gone to the gym. I do enjoy going to the gym, but what got me going after when I was in that coping period, was going for walks to nowhere. <laughs> Honestly, just walks. And I'm sure, um, you know, where we were walking, a lot of people were kind of like, I "Think that's the fifteenth time I've seen them. What are they doing?" But my kids and I would go, and we would just walk in a neighborhood. We'd pick a different neighborhood, and we'd go for walks. Um, it's great. Find a trail. Go for a nature trail. Go for a walk. It's grounding. It gets your body moving. It gets your mind moving. It gets you moving. And quite honestly, nothing will keep you in that stagnant space more than just sitting and not moving your body. It's so fantastic and wonderful. So, uh, we've discussed some of the good coping skills to lift your spirits and get you into the big picture thinking. We are about to go on break. And when we come back from break, we are going to discuss how we can make this a good habit and make it stay and last for us longer than 21 days <laughs> i will see you after this break you're on listening to raising your bar with elizabeth moore thank you so often we live our lives based on the expectations
0: of others my dad always used the mantra be better than your parents let's break the patterns that are keeping you unhappy playing small and repeating the stories of your family Sometimes we're afraid to make the changes and choices that our hearts yearn for. We just aren't sure what choices will create the life we want. It's time to begin raising your bar and living your best life. Elizabeth Moore, soul and body healer, invites you to challenge yourself to start raising your bar and changing your life. Elizabeth is live Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, 12 Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Elizabeth.PurpleDoor@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. I forgot in the last segment to actually remind you to drink water. We need water. (laughs) Our bodies are made up of water. Water actually helps you in so many ways that you don't even know. Add water to your daily routine. And, you know, I used to exist on coffee and now I know I'm having a bad day when I find myself reaching for coffee instead of water, because that's my coping mechanism, coffee for me, it's okay. I have uh, usually about two cups a day. If I'm going over two cups, then I realize and recognize that I need to sit down and take some time for myself because I'm not drinking enough water. So I forgot to add water, drink lots of water. Um, Now, how to add in your healthy skills habits. Um, I think let's see, it was like 49. So it would be like 25 years ago. I had three kids under the age of four and I decided I wanted to go, uh, join a gym, but the only time that fit into my schedule was at 5.00 AM. So one of the books I was reading at the time said that it takes 21 days to set a habit. And if you need help making yourself get out of bed in the morning, (laughs) you should actually go to bed in your workout clothes. So I did that. I did that. It was uh, uh, about a month and a half. So that's more than 21 days. Um, And I did that. And then all of a sudden um, my schedule changed. And I couldn't actually leave the house because then I was the only parent in the house. So I had to stop going to the gym. It was uh, two weeks that I would have to stop for. And I was like, okay, but when, when it goes back to normal, I'm going to the gym. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, um, because my schedule had changed. My habits had changed right back to where they used to be that fast. Honestly, <clears throat> I read, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the book a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about how it now takes 40 to 41 days to actually create a long lasting habit. And in order to have that long lasting habit beyond that 41 days, you actually need to have a plan. And I know a plan, again, I get really excited about plans because when you have a plan you know what you're doing. You've got this. You have a plan. You have the answers. And for me and my little Virgo heart, um, I need to have the answers. I love having answers. I love having a plan to follow, (laughs) but that's for me. So some of the ways that we can actually make ourselves a success with this is not only have a plan, for how you're going to add these things to your life. Not all at once, do it over time, right? It took however many years to get you to this point. I would say, give yourself at least a month for every year, at least a month, if not two or three. There should be no, um, and I say this knowing myself and knowing that I didn't, Believe this back then either. But there is no real timeline for healing. Healing comes about in its own time. And quite honestly, it's kind of beautiful. You will have those moments where you are hitting your goals and you are changing your habits and you're adding more water into your day. And then you'll have those blips. And for two or three days, you'll be down and you're not drinking as much water, you're not doing your goals, you're not getting to the gym or getting out even for a walk. And that's okay, right? It's okay. Just understand that when you have a plan and you have these habits set up, they're gonna support you. This is past you supporting present you. And that's beautiful, right? So having a plan, making sure that you know, you have contingencies set up so that you recognize, whoops, I've slipped, I need to get this back going again. And I'm using water as an example because for me, that's a big one. Um, when I'm having moments um, of stress, I do, I reach for coffee over water every time and I can recognize that about myself. But in that moment, not always. So understand that and give yourself a lot of love and compassion and thank yourself for being on this journey of raising your bar and making changes in your life that benefit yourself. Because I know so many people who don't even have themselves on their list. Never mind, actually have a plan and want to change their life. And that's tough and hard. And it takes courage and bravery and perseverance, like nobody's business. It's a long journey and it's a big one. So don't get down on yourself. Thank yourself for being here. Thank yourself for taking the steps that you've taken so far and set your future self up for success by creating backup plans for your habit, by creating, let's see, um, contingency, contingency but also giving yourself permission that when you're sick, it's okay to skip the gym. But if you skip the gym, maybe you should do a couple laps around your house if you're feeling up to it, right? Maybe if you're sick and you skip the gym, your plan is to sit outside as long as the weather's nice. Don't do this in the middle of winter. Just don't do that. But how can you set yourself up for success further on down the line? Right? So let's say for 49 days, you've got this and you're going and it's fantastic. And uh, maybe you're eating right, right? That's a big one. For me, it was a huge one. Maybe you're eating right and you have less junk food in your diet and you're actually going really well. And then you go away for a weekend and you don't have a lot of healthy options. And quite honestly, it tastes good, right? So how are you gonna get back to that on Monday and still be on your path? You're gonna be in your home environment and in your home environment, you control, right? So that is another huge one in actually being able to achieve your habits and create that success being in your home environment and your home, you can set yourself up for success. Uh, for the quite, quite a while, I actually had my list on the wall. And this was a list of what I felt needed to be done in order to get myself out of the coping and into the living. And these were the healthy habits I wanted. And I just had them like one through 10 on the wall. And every day I would check mark Did I drink my eight glasses of water or close to it? You know, did I limit myself to two cups of coffee or close to it? And it's what makes sense for you. What changes you're trying to make that list on the wall kept me going because I was keeping myself accountable and I was the only one that could see it because I was the only one that needed to see it. When we put our accountability to keep a habit going outside of ourselves and onto somebody else, they are inevitably either going to let us down through no fault of their own, or we're going to find them becoming a huge nag and we're going to start avoiding them because they're no fun to be around because they just keep reminding me that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So you're going, you need to bring the accountability for change back to yourself. That's huge right? Don't get down on yourself. Don't get down on somebody else. Bring that accountability back to yourself and however that needs to look for you, right? I like lists. As I've said, I love them. I make them quite often. They keep me accountable to me and to myself. They keep me on track. (laughs) They keep me meeting my goals and they remind me when I'm off my good habits. They remind me when I need to take that time to myself and recharge what I'm doing. So um, one of the ways that I love a lot is actually vision boards. And I make mini vision boards. Um, I made one for July. I'll show you. It's nothing. There we go. It's not a planner. Can you see that? There. Right? That's mine for July because I like words. I use words. If you like pictures, use pictures. If you, you know, need to have a picture of the gym and it's really literally just in my day timer. I do it at the beginning of the month and I look forward to what the new month is going to bring, what I'm going to be doing in the new month and how I want the new month to be. So for me, Vision boards are not always the massive paper ones. Pinterest, you can do a lot of great things in Pinterest. I like having it in my daily planner because I see it daily. Um, For me, it's just a great reminder. So, one of the ways to get out of the, the coping brain and into the big vision brain is to create a vision, right? Create this however you need it to be. So if you need something that's huge and full of pictures, make it huge and full of pictures and dream big, okay? Put um, your 100 goals for yourself on it. Put 100 big, what if this happened, happy moments on it. What if this happened? What are my goals for not the year, but six months? What are my goals for this month? And honestly, what would make me happy? Where do I envision myself being? Where do I want to be? Right? So when we do this, I know, and I've used it for this too, looking for a new house, buying a new house. What do I want the house to look like? Where do I want the house to be? That kind of stuff. But so often when we get caught in that and real and thinking that that's the only thing for vision boards, we miss out on so much because a vision board can be anything you need it to be. And, you know, I like words. My vision boards usually are words with a few pictures here and there, because that's what resonates with me. What changes do you want to make, right? Put them on there. And then when we get back from break, <laughs> I am going to share with you how to use your vision board to actually lift you from coping with life to living life and enjoying life and looking forward to new things in your life. So thank you for listening for, to this part of Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. I will see you after break. Thanks.
0: So often we live our lives based on the expectations of others. My dad always used the mantra, be better than your parents. Let's break the patterns that are keeping you unhappy, playing small and repeating the stories of your family. Sometimes we're afraid to make the changes and choices that our hearts yearn for. We just aren't sure what choices will create the life we want. It's time to begin raising your bar and living your best life. Elizabeth Moore, soul and body healer, invites you to challenge yourself to start raising your bar and changing your life. Elizabeth is live Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, 12 Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to elizabeth.purpledore at gmail.com. Now back to the program.
1: Hi, welcome back to Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. Um, We were just talking about vision boards and how they can take you from being in small picture coping to big picture vision. And how you can use them to actually create that life change that you're looking for. So. Um, it takes time to make lasting changes and sometimes we stumble and we fall and that's okay when you have a vision board and you use that vision board to then make your steps and then make your plan. It supports you and your future success. So for me personally, uh, when I was in that coping moment, um, I say moment, it was a while that coping period, um, I made a vision board. I went to a vision board class. Um, I signed up for it on the whim. I didn't even know what it was or why I wanted to be there, but I was led there and we ended up, um, making this massive vision board. I had the hardest time being able to think about my future because I was so much in that coping space and it took me a while to get the vision board done, which is okay because there's no time limit. Again, you heal on your own timeline. That's okay. Don't beat yourself up, don't judge yourself, don't think you're farther behind than anybody else because you're on your own timeline. And it took me a really long time to figure that out. This is not a race, it's not a race. So create your vision board. And for me, having such a hard time to even get started, the instructor at the time for that class just said, Go through magazines, pick out pictures that appeal to you. That was it. Don't worry about the words. Don't worry about anything else. Just pick out pictures that appeal to you. And not only is that amazing for creating a vision board, it's also amazing for seeing where you are, because if you can't figure out where you are, then you can't get started. You need to be able to say, okay. I'm not comfortable with where I am. I think I need to change. And when every day becomes, I don't want to do this day. That's when you need to make big life changes. Starting small, of course, because those are successful steps. So my pictures for my vision board were all peaceful scenery. (laughs) So mountains with clouds, uh, lakes that didn't have any movement in them. The beach that was, you know, on a quiet day, there wasn't a lot of waves. So I knew that I needed to find some quiet time in my life. I needed to create quiet moments. And that's kind of how it started with the the monthly vision board and the weekly check in with myself. Sunday afternoons from three to four, that's my time. Nothing interferes unless it's like a big catastrophe or somebody's bleeding. Those are big emergencies in my house, right? Everything else had to just step back so that I could actually have that hour to check in with myself, to see where I was and to see where I wanted to go. And if the path I chose was still the path I wanted, because it doesn't have to always be the same, right? You might think you want this one path and then something else appeals to you, catches your eye and you're like, hmm, maybe I want that path. And that's okay. It's okay to change vision in the middle. It's okay to change choices in the middle. But when you're making a vision board, it actually gives you some place to focus. So and you might needed space. How could I get space? That's my number one. Set aside time for me every week on a regular basis. And that is non-negotiable. That is your time. And Let's see, it's been eight or nine years. Sundays between three and four is still my time. There have been times where it's changed to like a Friday or a Saturday, but it's fallen back into Sundays recently and that's fabulous. And I keep it that way. I made the appointment with myself and I keep it that way. So then we have, oh, okay. (laughs) So then we have number one figured out. And then number two is, How do I make it so that my life is this? And that seems really, really big, but honestly, you can do little steps towards it, right? Is there a job you can take or get that would make you closer to that goal? Is there education that you need to get that will take you closer to that goal? Is there a life change you need to make to get you to that goal? Right. So that's how you break it down into steps and stages. And then you figure out what habit do I need to have for this? For me, the habit of meditation and knitting went together. And those were my reminders of that's my alone time. And at first, I did, I just knit. That's what I did because. I wasn't able to see beyond that or go beyond that yet. And that's okay. I was setting myself up for having that one hour of alone time so that I could focus on me. And I started with knitting. And honestly, it took a while to get beyond the knitting and actually start writing and actually start planning and start thinking and putting all of me into that time. And that's okay. Right? So Next week's show is actually the first steps to raising your bar. And we'll be covering a lot more of this because you need to be able to figure out where you are in order to start making steps and start making plans. And that's okay because we're human, right? Things change, we change, and we need to go with the flow and allow ourselves to go with the flow of that and not get caught up in judgments, not get caught up in. Well, this just didn't work out, so I might as well stop. Again, failure is a good thing. I love that. We learn so much from failure. And asking for help, letting ourselves receive it, that's huge. Okay, so making your vision board, setting your goals, and giving yourself time. The three biggest things that you can do to raise your bar and to go from coping to living. And that's huge because coping is something that we all go through. Life happens, things happen. We don't have control over that. But when you have a plan and you set yourself up for success, you can go into living. And then all of a sudden, when these things happen, it's a blip in your life. It's not a big destructive moment. You're not self-destructing. You're working towards something. And that's fantastic. So if you have any questions, you want to reach out, you can email me at elizabeth.purpledoor@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can go to my website, wwwpurpledoor cambridgeca <clears throat> All of my information is there. If you'd like to book an appointment, um, you can do it through my website or through my email. And next week, I'm excited about sharing the first steps to raising your bar and how we can actually work everything that we've learned today into those first steps and how we can expand on what we know in order to improve life and improve our life, improve ourselves and raise our bar so that we can actually live the life that we want to live and be who we want to be, which is so fantastic. I have a membership called Inside Purple Door. And in that membership, we actually work on learning who we are and learning who we want to be and also figuring some things out about our beliefs in life. And I highly recommend it. It's fabulous. So that was today's show. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening and watching. I am so thrilled. I'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to the Raising Your Bar Show with Elizabeth Moore. Elizabeth returns Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, 12 Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Until next time, remember to continue raising your bar.